0: Reed Richards can his whole body stretch i mean every part welcome to fire how you doing
1: Welcome to Fireside, We'll we talking comic books the entire time Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, man, has got the grooviest news. From books to TV, even movie reviews Plus the next toy, baby, here will you choose Even
0: the superhero fight club will be usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers Feel my power, Earth 2 with features we Neither either listen by Five weekly or you can binge us We got it all, baby,
2: are there ninjas?
0: So relax a lot back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats Comic facts and wisecracks Welcome to the show, this is Fireside Chats Hello, 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 welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats I'm your host, Menti, and with me, as always, are my wonderful sat-kicks first Mr. P. Features
1: Hello, Internet Oof,
0: got that that guttural sound, and then there's Mauer Beep you Lot less guttural (laughs) That West Coast was doing wonders to you, huh? (laughs) (laughs) He comes back all relaxed, there's no gravel in his voice, a lot less
2: rorschach <laughs> And much better weather, so I'll be back there soon. Oh, that's cute. He says that like he's not going to miss anybody.
0: All right, welcome to the Wednesday show. How do you know Baby
2: here, Huey's not coming with me? Uh, what's that? How do you know Baby Huey's not coming with me? Oh, uh, that would be very interesting, but I doubt it. Anyway,
0: welcome <laughs> to the Wednesday show. It's where we talk about the news.
1: The new news.
0: Whew, man. Uh let's uh we've got a lot of weird things to talk about today. I'm not even gonna lie. Some of the things I put in here specifically for the algorithm like
2: Tiger King and Fortnite.
1: And then the Flash races to the end of his current season.
2: And it looks like Lucifer might not be making a deal with the devil. Is the devil is the devil. Is the devil Netflix?
0: The devil would be Netflix. In this scenario? In most scenarios. In most scenarios? I don't know know about most. I mean... According to Larry David, yes, you're right. They are the devil. <laughs> ever since ever since they charged him for one Scratch CD, you'll never see Seinfeld on Netflix. <laughs> it's the most Larry David thing I ever heard. All right, let's get into comic news. I want to get through some really quick stuff out of the, just get it out of the way. Uh, both DC. Comics and Diamond uh, Distribution, both of which have come out with their plans on how they want to uh, kind of reopen the comic industry, we'll say um and they're it's they're on opposite ends of the spectrum because DC wants to get books out as fast as possible and they're actually looking to uh, to get new books into stores by April 28th. Uh and they're going to do this by using two new companies, uh Lunar Distributions uh, and UC, uh, UCS, uh, which is owned by Midtown and Lunar is owned by DCBS, which I believe is also owned by uh, DC. But anyway, these are two separate companies that are now going to be distributing comic or just They're going to be doing comic distribution for DC instead of Diamond, which has been unheard of. We've talked about this before.
2: And these two new companies aren't really new companies. One of them is just a distribution name of Midtown Comics.
0: Right. And this but this is big. And this is I'm going to guess why Diamond actually released their. Uh, we have plans in the works to reopen things is because for the longest time they've had a stranglehold on comic book distribution for the longest time they were the end all be all name for comic books and this is really turning the tide a little bit with other companies looking to uh, to any other distribution options that are available to them with diamond being closed as long as they have been so they have announced that they're ready to open Uh, they want to get things opened up mid to late may and oddly enough in their their press release they said we hope The industry follows. So they're hoping that everyone will go, All right, this will be the open date.
2: COVID be damned. (laughs) Well, so Jim Lee did an interview with Kevin Smith, I believe it was Saturday night on uh, Batman Beyond talking about this. And he laid out very specifically what DC wants to do with this. And he said that they're going to hold back on all of the big milestone books until the world is in a better place. So you're going to
0: get. Except, except Punchline. Except Punchline.
2: Punchline, I don't think he counted as a big moment. It's a like new character
0: to, that everyone's fiending for, man. It's a, that's a big book. It's bigger than he believes it is then.
2: Yeah, because he said the, the uh, what was it, Batman 92 that everybody's waiting for, um, that's going to get held back. Like the big Batman books, he's not going to let release, and they're not going to let it release a lot of other things. And he said they might even pull back after this initial run to even less books. Uh, Because they don't want to have things out there and only have some people get it and ruin the stories for people that aren't in areas that can get to a comic shop. Absolutely. And And it's pissed off
0: a lot of comic shops as well.
2: And the comic shops are more pissed off about uh, UCS and Lunar. Lunar is already uh, tied with some pretty big online distributions of comics. And with uh, UCS, it's a comic shop that does that. So they'll have access to all of the numbers that the comic shops are doing and what they're ordering, which will put them at an advantage of what, you know, to do to beat their competitors.
0: At least I remind you, this show has had issues with Midtown in the past. <laughs> Truth. M- Midtown comics.
1: Uh, but, all right. Features,
0: you uh, You had something to add?
1: What, to, to that? Mm-hmm. Bit of news? Ah. Uh... Not
0: really. <laughs> Are you? Do you care about who's distributing the comics, or do you just whatever?
1: I mean, get them out there, sure. But in the midst of people not getting out, I doesn't. I don't know if it really helps, to be honest with you. But um, I mean, good idea. I can see them trying to get the get the ball rolling. But how well is it going to work? right now in this moment that we're in don't know
0: i mean the one thing i would say about this uh, is that dc comics is getting a lot of slack right now for the decision to work with distributors uh, outside of diamond Uh, but at the same time i i look to some shops that are coming up with clever ideas to keep their business alive i've seen shops that are doing things like delivery services i've seen curbside pickups for comics i've seen Shops do things outside of the norm in areas where, uh, you know, there is no actual lockdown. It's like where we live, there's a lockdown. So, there's like <laughs> it is what it is. But for other company, for other shops, I think they're pretty clever ideas. Yeah, Mower,
2: um, Kevin Smith, and I forget who he followed. It was an artist, and the name just escaped me. Just paid off all of the pull lists for Jane's on the Bob Secret stash in Jersey. Oh, cool. So anybody that had pull lists there, and he followed somebody else that did it in their local comic shop. Uh, Huey's going to Huey it up and try and find who that was but he said he wanted to do it so they had uh, their books there and they could read and do it and it also might allow them to take the money they were going to spend that and either spend it on bills that need to be paid or possibly buy a new board game for the family to occupy themselves with or buy something for a friend you know to help you know spread the community uh, so he went and he was talking to Mike at Jay and the Bob and said It's coming out of my pocket. I'm going to pay it. So put it on the books as a payment. So it's not like he's even just writing it off as a business. He legitimately took his own money and paid for it. So if more people do things like that and pay it forward, the comic industry might be able to survive. Because if you talk to any comic uh, shop owner, there's probably $5,000 at all times sitting in pull lists.
0: Oh, I'm sure that just never picked up too. They're probably, the amount yeah. of money they probably lose on overordering books because people just don't show up for them is probably outstanding.
2: So if you have a local shop and you want to try and do something good, even if you just pay off, hey, let me pay off one or two people's pull lists. I'm going to give that shop some money, so they might still be there when we get out of this thing.: Could you imagine a drive-through comic shop? I'll just be think right back. about that.
0: How, amaz- how amazing would it be for you just to pull up and go, all right, here's my poll list ready? Yep, here you go. Have a good day. So let's keep this moving. Uh, so we've got c- thinking of clever ideas for comic shops to, uh, to open back up. One other bit of sad news is uh, S- San Diego Comic-Con is officially canceled for the first time in 50 years.
2: So the, the guy that paid that off was your boy Donnie Cates.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Good for him.
2: So baby Huey, Huey it up. Donnie Cates paid off for everything for that. Um, that's great, man. That's awesome. Sandy Diego Comic Con. We all knew this was coming. I know, I know. It's just like, sad news. That it would be the end of the world if anybody with COVID nineteen went into there. Oh my god, yeah, and it makes perfect sense. But we were all just kind of hoping, you know what New I mean? New York better cancel too, because even if we're on the downswing on in October, that's just another. You can't move. Like we were in line just to walk down the aisles there absolutely like, he, he, do you so, remember how bad we it was just bad everything about new york comic-con is bad with walking
0: Oh well that's true for any kind of convention that's overly crowded <laughs> i think that's everywhere especially with if you throw cosplayers in there and then it's just no you the moment you're stuck in an aisle you're there for 25 minutes
2: ban cosplaying for the next year
0: ban cosplaying for the next year is that a recommendation or are you saying that's news or what was that i would what you- say
2: that's a recommendation let's make oh. that happen
0: oh stop it i disagree with you completely you can stay six feet from someone to take a picture absolutely not you're out of your mind all right let's talk about tiger king real quick just because i want to make sure the algorithm allows me to type this in i want to make sure i can put it in the uh in the the, the tags i want to strike while the iron's hot with that bitch carol baskin all right so um right now it was, an, it was inevitable that Tiger King was going to get turned into a comic. So we're going to have a 22-page comic coming out in June that is, uh, that's going to be done in part by PETA, of all companies. PETA is partnering with Tidal Wave Productions, and they're going to do a biographical comic on both uh, Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. So, uh, But their point, the reason that they're doing it is to more shine light on uh, using animals for photo opportunities and these kind of makeshift zoos. Pretty much all of the animal cruelty things that you found in Tiger King that everyone kind of just glossed over because of the personalities that were in front of you. But like all the horrible things that happen in those makeshift zoos, that's pretty much what the book is for. So take PETA as you will, because it's PETA. They're a terrible, terrible company. They're, they're just... They're just, wow. Um, But anyway, they're making a comic about Tiger King, of all things. So, yeah, you got that look to look forward to in June. That's a good old 22 pages of that. Uh, But, yeah, that's going to do it for Comic Book News because uh, the industry is still shut down as of now. So let's go ahead and move on to TV, and let's talk about
1: The Flash features, my good man. What is up with The Flash? Well, The Flash cut its season six episode countdown. So the overall episode count has been cut short due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, which is, you know, kind of like a casual thing right now. It's affecting everything. No one's outside. Work can't get done. At least not going to work getting done. So that prohibits a lot of things.
0: Although I feel Um, like if you're in the speed force, that's like the ultimate social distancing. I mean, how many many people are going to be in the speed force with you? And or are you so everywhere fast, at all does six times? Six feet even matter. Yeah, it's true. You're through time too. That's a good point. You just, that's so. Flash is actually the, the the six episodes we're missing are in the future
2: <laughs> when all this is over. <laughs> or they already
0: happened. Or they.
2: <laughs> you gotta we watch might Legend. have already seen you gotta, them. You got to watch Legends of Tomorrow to find the missing six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny in the middle of their season. It just cuts completely to the Flash show. <laughs> that would be perfect. That would be perfect.
0: I mean, yeah, and all, apparently we also lost what their mid-season finale or their season finale is going to is changing now because they're cutting six episodes. So Grant Gustin said in an Instagram story that he showed a video of like this crazy green screen wall that he was running on. He was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to use this. But <laughs> apparently Earbar Thawne was supposed to there was supposed to be some cliffhanger with Earbar Thawne, reverse flash coming back. I mean, uh, he but, was
2: telling uh, me something about that. Don't we still have a cliffhanger, though? It will be a cliffhanger.
0: It just won't be, it won't be the the same Eobard Thawne one. Uh, What did he say? He said, so we're, uh, we're going to have a different cliffhanger than originally planned, but it's a cliffhanger at the end of uh, episode 619, which, and he said it should serve as a pretty good finale. So we'll see. Well, look, I'm, I don't have any high hopes for a show that was put on hiatus for a very long time and is now kind of have to shoehorn the rest of their series, the series in to finish it out. I get it. I'm not looking for Oscar winning, you know, writing or performances here. It's the flash. I'm just going to enjoy it for the
2: the potato chip show that it is. Yep. And in the Arrowverse, Stephen Amell is ready to go back to work. His wife wants him out of the house. So I mean,
0: what, Code 8 finally came out, so he's got something
2: to tweet about. So um, he said he can't wait to get back to work and to get back into shape because he said he's getting a little flabby sitting around the house, eating ice cream and drinking wine all day.
0: No, that'd do it. Although, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the wine, but I'll do the ice cream all day. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Mauer, Moon yes. Knight Mauer, what's up with uh, what's up with your boy?
2: So, supposedly, they're going to continue with their plan to f- start filming in November. However, we don't know who Moon Knight is going to be portrayed by or any other casting, really. Uh, we do know that the premise is going to stay pretty close to the original well, Werewolf by Night 32 from 1975 with Mark Spector being, you know, a mercenary. And they're going to play with the fact that Jake Lockley, the cab driver, and Stephen Grant, the movie star, may or may not be real, may or may not be the split personalities. But the thing that's cool about this is they are going to lean into the supernatural side of this. It's going to more than likely be tied to Blade. So you're probably going to see Dracula introduced through Moon Knight, as well as have Jack Russell in there and tie that into the Blade movie. So if Moon Knight ties into Blade the way that WandaVision ties into Doctor Strange, this could be the new normal for introducing some of these lesser-known characters into the major MCU plot lines.
0: That'd be pretty dope. Can we just, can we, for a second, can we just appreciate that Moon Knight is going to begin filming in November? I'll believe I- it when I see it. Allegedly.
1: I'm-
2: I, Gam- I, I, Gambit I was supposed to film three years ago, man.
0: I know, but Gambit, you had no interest in seeing, and you were very, you weren't excited about it at all. But this, no. we used to make fun of the fact that there would never be a Namor, uh, Moon Knight, anything, and yet here we are.
2: Yeah, there's Namor; they'll never be. But <laughs> That's Moon Knight, actually not true. But Moon Knight's got you know a green light already.
0: There's actually a lot of rumors for Namor, and he's probably going to be in a movie. So I think he's going to have a one up on you.
2: But Moon Knight yeah. will be in a movie. What's up? He, Moon Knight's going to be in a movie too. He's gonna I be get, in Blade. Yeah, he'll cameo. Yeah,
1: direct to the small screen movie. He'll cameo. So you're saying Blade's yeah, gonna be one and two. You say yeah, Blade's gonna be a just, small
0: screen. It's just a long Disney Plus episode. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Um, but no, still very very exciting. But keeping with TV comic news, let's talk about Neil Gaiman and let's talk about Sandman for a second. Features what's going on with Netflix and Sandman.
1: Well, well, uh, according to Neil Gaiman. Who is also responsible for American Gods and uh, Good Omens, which Good Omens comes on Amazon Prime Video, and American Gods comes on what network channel?
0: I don't remember. You know, I I tried reading the American Gods book, and I just, real quick, wasn't for me. Just real fast. I can
2: categorically say Neil Gaiman isn't for me.
0: Oh, I like (laughs) Neil Gaiman. No, no, that's not true. I like Neil Gaiman. I just... for me
1: that, i didn't say for you i just said for me he's not for me well love him or hate him his his uh, ideas have been getting picked up so um when we all know that sandman actually was a was in it was getting traction with netflix um according to neil gaiman himself he went on his tumblr account yes that does exist still um <laughs> he pretty much said that uh Everything is, it's, he's, they're really close. It's just, you know, again, coronavirus. Kind of put things in. Well, this has been
0: getting
2: delays.
1: I hate you
0: said that, and I heard Cardi B. I hate, I hate that that was in my head when you said that.
1: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, I I almost said it like she said it, (laughs) because that's the only way I think it needs to be pronounced at this point. It's getting real.
2: But this was delayed what four times already they uh, he rewrote scripts they had production issues they had director issues um the endless truly are becoming the endless with this
1: <laughs> yeah but he also said you know the casting has started they have the 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 the, uh, the plots and everything written out the scripts and they're just waiting for things to pick back up for the industry to open back up so they can really get things underway and start you know, getting with the filming and recording process of it. I
0: truly, truly, truly believe that the reason Lock and Key was picked up and its first season rushed through the entire Mm -hmm. story of lock and key was because of this crossover comic that's happening with sandman and the fact that netflix has both rights i don't think that this show although postponed i don't think it's going anywhere i think they have bigger plans to connect those two universes not just in comics but in the small screen as well i think netflix has a bigger plan for their smaller properties
2: so, lock and key went through so. the whole series in one season.
0: Yeah, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the entire book was pretty much done in the first season. It was very, it's still very good, but it was very rushed. Like it used to take like an entire book to come to find a key, where they would find like three or four in episode.
1: Oh wow! Like they were flying. They found damn near all the. They keys. They were flying through
0: keys left and right. So yeah, I, I still think that they're the reason that they did that because there's so much material in lock and key to rush to the end so fast only. I think adds a little bit more fuel to the fire that those stories are connected in some which way.
2: Well, staying connected to Neil Gaiman kind of we do have Lucifer news.
0: That's um, that's, in the, that's hmm. not kind of connected. That's very connected.
2: Well, this Lucifer is nothing like the comic at all. Sure, but like without it, that comic <laughs> there wouldn't be no devil. <laughs> um it looks like Can that be Tom the name Ellis? of the
0: show please? There wouldn't be no devil. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Tom
2: Tom Ellis had different plans. (laughs) Um, When they said that his last season was going to be this season, and then they were like, oh, we can probably do one more. He's not cooperating with contract negotiations. Um, Since he's going to be doing another season for it, he says he wants more money, um, and they've given him everything they said that they can give him, but negotiations pretty much have stopped, so there might not be another season of Lucifer, unless they, you know, give him what he wants. And I can understand coming from his side, the show was canceled. They rallied and got one season. Then they said they're going to do another season. Now there might be like another season. You know, he has to try and look for other work. And who knows how far down that line he was doing when they're like, oh, let's do another one. So he just wants to make sure that at the end of this, he's going to be out of the market for a long time. He wants to get paid so he could possibly move that work for a little bit
0: although i i guess you get to the point where the money's coming in that it doesn't matter if another series another um season comes out because i guarantee you there are actors out there who would love to reprise their roles and they're not getting much work deborah wool what's her name deborah ann wool she would love 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 another daredevil season so my point is is that he must be doing
2: really well if he's like i don't need more work well he's So he's not getting Netflix money. He's still getting network TV money because he's still under that contract. They just bought that contract out. So I think the thing he's going for now is Netflix. Netflix is making a ton of money off him. It was the number one streamed show of 2019. And he wants to get paid like the number one streamed show of 2019.
0: And that's fair. I don't, yeah, that's fair. I don't blame him. That's what Lauren Cohen left The Walking Dead. I get that. That's fair.
2: So if he's getting paid like, a B rated TV show and Netflix is throwing millions of dollars to anybody who has a comedian on there he just wants a little bit more money. I think he deserves it because without him that show would not be successful what he brought to that role really is the show so I agree because I
0: didn't care about that show but I like it specifically because of the dude playing Lucifer so I, I get it I get it you got something features? move on
1: no, I was I was just in agreement. I mean, you should get paid more. He is the star of the show. I, when I started watching it, I don't really care about uh, the other characters so much, unless it had to directly do with finding out what was going on with him himself. So, I mean, the show is pretty much fixated around Lucifer, hence the title and the <laughs> character. Who again, he makes it. Yeah, and so you pay the man.
2: I agree. Now, the last season was phenomenal, and all the storylines are great. But pay the man like he's got a number one show. Pay the man. Right. Pay the devil. <laughs> uh, pay the devil his due. Pay the devil his due. That's the
0: name of the show. Uh, all right. So uh, let's go ahead real fast. Let's talk about Justice League Dark for HBO Max. Um, so all right. uh, we know the HBO Max streaming service is on its way from uh, uh, Warner Brothers uh, called HBO Max. It's got a bunch of new shows on there, like a brand new Bugs Bunny show, by the way. Can, I mean, how awesome is there a new Looney Tunes show? What's
2: up, Maurer? So it looks like we have updated news on Lucifer and it looks like they're trying to pay him $50,000 an episode right now. So um that's good, but that's not great.
0: Yeah, I've I mean, I don't know enough about money in televisions for streaming services, but I feel like that's low.
1: Oh, it probably is low, but then you got the time $50,000 by a possible 13 or 14 uh episode season
2: yeah but there's people making 150 250,000 dollars an episode i.e walking dead or those other shows yeah that's oh yeah that no, that's seems not low enough.
0: that seems low but anyway going back to justice league dark here for hbo max uh it is going to be produced by jj abrams which is a pretty big deal because he for this show mind you uh dropped uh apple for who was offering him five hundred million dollars to produce a show for them, he said no because he's doing this Justice League Dark show. So that puts a nope. lot of faith.
2: That five hundred million was for a four year contract of exclusivity. Sure. So he wouldn't have been able to do anything but Apple products and Apple shows. Um, and so he went with a. There's r- no exclusivity here. with this with this one. Is there? There's no. Nope. He can do whatever he wants still. And I think that was more the thing. Is JJ seems to be he's hot right someone now. Someone who and he wants to do whatever he can.
0: Yeah, I don't blame no. him. I don't blame him. Look, I mean, say what you will about the last the, the you know Rise of Skywalker that I'm coming sorry. off the heel of that movie. Yeah, yeah, but he's still a wanted director. It's not like this dude's out of work.
2: <laughs> like people are looking for him to do things. So listen, right now his future is sitting on a fence. If he does not cast Matt Ryan. He's dead to me. <laughs> All right.
1: That's fair. I knew that was going to happen.
2: Although there
0: could be some pretty good ones. Who was the dude in Phone Booth?
1: Colin Farrell. Colin, uh, Colin Farrell. Colin
0: Farrell could be a kind of a cool Constantine. No? Until uh, he
1: starts reading the script. No.
0: I like Colin Farrell. You don't like Colin Farrell? He
2: was good
0: no, in Colin um,
1: Farrell. The Gentleman.
0: He was good in a lot of movies. The phone booth was amazing. I don't care what phone anybody booth was says. Amazing. They made that movie, he, and he made that movie interesting. That was a hard role to pull off, and he did it beautifully. I, he could be a great Constantine. Absolutely. That was
2: one of those late night movies I was watching, and I was like, "This is going to be stupid," and, and then I couldn't turn it off. And I'm like, "It's now four in the morning," and I still am watching this. And, and you're all, and you're amped too, because he just when he when he wipes his shoe. Ah, whatever. I don't
0: want to no no spoilers. All right, moving on from there. Let's uh let's actually just jump right into TV news or uh, movie news from here. Um, uh, just for time's sake. So, uh, right off the bat, let's talk about Venom Two. So, Venom Two has a release date. Well, at least the release date was changed, and it now has a full title that was revealed. So, here it is. The name of Venom Two is Venom. Let there be carnage. All right. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's on the nose. Okay. All right. I mean. And you, they had to fit Carnage in there somewhere. I'm surprised they didn't go with, like, Maximum Carnage or something, but maybe that'll be a future movie. Um, that'll probably
2: be a future movie.
0: Uh, but the uh, October 2nd, 2020 release date is pushed back to till June 25th, uh, 2021. So we, uh, we have a decent amount of time to wait for, uh, for some Carnage.
2: Because they still have reshoots to do along with post-production, correct? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were in the middle of filming when this all hit. I don't think they wrapped.
0: All right. So so for some quickie news, uh, James Gunn dropped a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, inspired Spotify playlist. It's pretty dope. It's it 64 songs that he did not use for one and two, but he still kind of wants to. So he said, don't be surprised if you hear some of these songs show up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume uh, three. We'll put a post uh, a link to that if anybody listens to Spotify. Sadly, it is not on Apple Music. Otherwise, I'd be listening to it already. Um, but yeah, maybe we can make it in Apple Music. It's true we could for people. It's true, we could. We could recreate that. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's something I'll do on my on my next day off. All right. The
2: unreleased James Gunn Guardian (laughs) of the Galaxy playlist by Fireside.
0: I've never heard of bootlegging someone else's playlist before, but I'm into it. Uh, All right. So uh, after that, the next thing that a lot of people are talking about is David Ayers uh, and Harley Quinn talking about Suicide Squad. So this kind of blew up not too long ago, and it's worth mentioning. Uh, In a post, somebody was talking about the difference between Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey versus Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. And they said Harley was sexualized in. The entire Suicide Suicide Squad movie and in Birds of Prey she was a real character not just eye candy and he responded to that in a tweet uh, no one kind of saw it coming but he responded sadly her story arc uh, was uh, eviscerated Uh, it was her movie in many ways look uh, I tried
2: um, I rendered Harley comic accurate mm -hmm. everything is political now everything I just wanted to entertain I will do better but then
0: somebody jumped out of nowhere and hit him with a truth bomb uh, that really changed his, uh, his, his perspective on things. Uh, the person wrote, a female character in abusive relationship is already political, my dude. The way your camera looks at her is, was political. The way you use her was political. You treated her as an object and she still rose above it. That was political too. He then responded, retweeting this because it was, a very, it was very thoughtfully written. Thank you for this. I am growing and learning in a changing world. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I completely agree that that movie was bastardized by Warner Brothers, and we've never seen what it was originally intended to be. But it doesn't change the fact that you placed the camera it was. It doesn't change the fact that her booty shorts in the trailer were extended digitally. Do you guys all remember that? Yeah. Do you guys remember reporting no. on how they made her shorts in the trailers digitally longer? longer? So those kind of decisions kind of go against what you just said about her story arc being eviscerated. But then again, we also don't know exactly how it was working with the manipulation of Mr. J. I mean, there's could have been a way to kind of resolve that with Joker, but it is what it is.
2: I have one problem with all of this and even with uh, Margot Robbie right now, because during the filming, I don't know if you remember that she said she was the one going through and picking all the costumes. And going through the designs and having final say on what she wore in the movie. And then afterwards was like, oh, no, I'm going to do something different in mind when the backlash came about health sexualized the character was.
0: And that's one thing, but I think their point is where the camera was. I don't think that they're, I don't think like, this interaction is strictly between where they decided to place the camera. Like sh- like showing her as she was taking her shirt off and putting her next shirt on or showing her the way that she bent over after she broke the window. I mean, there's just pretty blatantly sexualizations happening on behind the camera. So you're right. I mean, Margot made her choice. She picked what she wanted to wear, but David also picked where he wanted to place the camera.
2: Right. Sex sells, and he went with that for a stylized film. I also think he, Warner
0: Brothers had a lot to do with that as well. <laughs> I, think, I think Warner Brothers absolutely had a say in that.
2: Very true. And she was coming off, what, Wolf of Wall Street was before or after that? Before. Wolf of Wall Street was before that, where she was eye candy, sexualized in that as well. Absolutely. So the people that knew her name knew her as the girl uh, spreading her legs for Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Uh, All right. So then after that, uh, real quick, just because this is funny, let's talk about deep fakes for a second. If you haven't seen the Bill Hader deep fake where he's doing impressions of Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's doing impressions of Tom Cruise and they deep fake their faces on. It's an amazing video. But somebody went back and took the Justice League footage that uh, was altered uh, because of the mustache. And they instead of uh, instead of leaving it as is, they deep faked Henry Cavill back onto Henry Cavill. So it's Henry Cavill's face deep faked onto Superman to fix the lip. And I'll tell you, the lip looks great, but the head looks weird. So it's, yeah. it, looks, it almost so, looks like he has a
2: little face.
0: Yeah, it's just the, it's not perfect. Deep fake. Some deep fakes are scary. Perfect. Like I'm telling you that that uh, Bill Hader uh, turning into Tom Cruise is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the Internet. Uh, but this one was just a, just a little weird. Like his face looked like it was moving within the frame of his head. Yeah, it, Like it was just a little off, but I like, I like the, uh, the creativity. I like the thought behind it. Yeah. Uh, and,
2: and if we could get this technology a little better for professionals to use, it could change the game oh, like, for stunt doubles.
0: I mean, I, I mean, not even stunt doubles. This is some of the, some of the scariest technology to ever come out. This is uh, it's a, a terrifying thing for the world to just have access to. So we'll see. I mean, we have a James Dean movie coming out, for Christ's sakes, because of this.
2: So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we already know it works on Tom Cruise, so maybe he won't die filming the next Mission Impossible. Uh,
0: Mauer, what's going on with Shazam?
2: So Shazam, uh, as we Shazam! know, the industry I is shut to, down, to, and go. Go. most people don't have issues with you know a six-month, eight-month delay in filming, right? That's not too long, you know. The fans are a little upset, but no real consequences of that. Shazam's in a different boat, because they're dealing with child actors about to hit growth spurts. So six to eight months before you start filming could make two totally different movies for Shazam and the Shazam family. Two totally
0: different movies. I I can't wait till the the cracks in the voices happening. Shazam!
2: (laughs) And if it happens in the middle of filming, you know, over the Three or four months it takes to filming, those actors could change height two, three, four, five inches. Uh so it's something they're worried about. So who knows what's gonna happen.
0: How amazing mu- would it be if we watch that movie though, and throughout the course of it, you know, freddie is all of a sudden two feet taller by the end. <laughs> He's like looking down on Shazam. <laughs> we
2: might need to use that deep fake technology.
0: On his legs?
2: <laughs> no, put another actor there and just put I'm, his face on a I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, All right, so then
0: real quick, the last little bit of news that we got to talk about, because, uh, you know, it's popular, uh, is Fortnite, a game that none of us play, but my little brothers do. But they did add uh, Deadpool. They also added... Um, who did they add? They added Cable, Psylocke, Psylocke. Domino and Cable Oh, Domino, I didn't see Domino I saw Psylocke, but I didn't see Domino So if, you're, if it's a game you're into uh, You've got that to look forward to I, I would absolutely play with Deadpool, given the option So I love the fact that Marvel is still doing These kind of things with Fortnite Especially with the popularity of Fortnite It makes perfect sense um, It was kind of a weird choice to add Cable And Domino, though
1: Why? And Psylocke It's a shoot em up game Sure, but Psylocke would be more weird because Psylocke doesn't use like projectile weapons for the most part. And she probably isn't as known,
0: oddly. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about the decision to do it because it's because of the movie, is why they did it. So I'm trying to think of like Psylocke has such a small role in the X Men movies and Domino, I don't know. Yeah, but it, she
2: wears a skimpy outfit and it's a bunch of little boys playing it.
0: It just seems weird. I don't know. It's a, it's a, there are three weird characters Cable, I kind of get, Deadpool, I definitely get,
1: but Psylocke. Domino had it. Domino had a better action sequence in Deadpool 2 than Psylocke had in all of eight uh, Apocalypse. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I also think um, Domino was was better portrayed. And not that it was Olivia Munn's fault because she didn't really get a chance to do anything, but I think do- right. Domino on screen was better than Olivia Munn was, not because of Olivia Super Munn.
1: Super facts.
0: That poor girl, like, did you see all the training she did with that sword to, like, do one scene with it? Like, come
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact... Like,
2: she was like at the end of the movie she was 20 pounds lighter because of all the workouts she was doing throughout of it like they had to make her they had to make two different costumes because by the end of filming it she had lost 20 pounds from all the training
0: and yet she was in it like a handful of times if that probably spoke once tell me give me one Psylocke
2: quote no (laughs) no
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh, was an, it was a scream.
2: I, I took
0: a drink of water expecting that that was going to take longer. It did not, and I almost shot water onto my computer, onto the microphone. So that was good. That was good. That's a good way to end the show. Mauer, come on. Get me out of here.
2: On that note, Minty, do that. Thing.
0: you can find the show at welcome to fireside everywhere online that's at welcome to fireside your social media choice unless it's twitter which is fireside crew uh, we appreciate the support um, if every oh by the way by the way i forgot to mention we did uh mr scott had a uh, a submission for the oddities he uh i'm not gonna go into the whole thing but he had savage dragon moon knight and somebody else he had savage dragon moon knight and beast was his character. So he did put nice. that on uh, Facebook. Check it out. Um, uh, we'll definitely have to talk about that in the future Fireside Fusion. But thank you so much for, uh, for going through the process and creating your own character. Once again, I'm
2: Menti.
1: I'm Features.
2: And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to go to welcome to so we can get paid. Also, Friday night, we watched uh, the, that thing you do live stream with the cast. If you didn't get a chance, it was awesome. And I believe it's still on YouTube for you to sync up. But I told Jonathan that I would mention that they are auctioning off the test pressing for That Thing You Do Soundtrack, first time it's ever been on vinyl, for the Music Cares charity, um, because that's something that Adam, who wrote the song, was a part of. And it's at $5,100 right now. Um, So if you know anybody that wants to spend some money on a piece of rare vinyl, help a good cause, it's going to be up through, uh, I think, Friday at like 3 o'clock. Hey Maurer, the check- yeah. Th-
0: there's this piece of rare vinyl that you that you should probably be on the lookout for. Um, so I
2: bid. Baby Huey was with me, uh, and it went up, and it started at twenty five dollars. So I bid five hundred dollars right off the bat. Within thirty seconds, it went to five forty. I then bid five fifty for it. Minutes after that, it was already over a thousand. By the end of us watching the movie, it was well over two thousand dollars. Um. So, I might try and get uh shade, shades shades. Because while they were doing that, he said he was going to put... He has one pair of the original sunglasses still left, so he might put them up to uh, auction. But it was really cool. They were talking. Giovanni Verbisi was there. Uh, Tom Hanks didn't show up, but Colin Hanks did. Yeah, so his son was there for a while. Well, his son was on set the entire time.
0: Oh, that's and cool. Became,
2: he was the same age as Ethan, Ethan Embry while they were filming, so he became close friends with all those guys. And they just had a lot of really cool backstory behind it. So, and if check you it out.
0: are wondering why we're still talking about that thing you do on this show, you're obviously a new listener. <laughs> so we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, for tuning in. But we have, uh, for some reason. It's because, I mean, I know Mauer and I have a deep love for that movie. That, that movie has just kind of infiltrated this show over the last four yes. years. <laughs> we, I mean, we have calls, call signs, and taglines all about that movie. So anyway, uh, again, thank you, everybody. We appreciate the support. Deuces.
1: Deuces? Deuces. Excelsior.
2: Excelsior. And baby Huey,
0: what's going on?
2: What's going on? What's going on, baby What's going, going on?
0: What's going on? What's going on?
2: It's been like five episodes since we said Earth 2. Well we haven't had a reason,
0: to be very honest. I'm I am i am proud and annoyed at everybody. <laughs> we have yet to do a virtual <laughs> Earth 2. <laughs>